Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. And welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to a successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dream. Today, we're going to be discussing fostering the culture of innovation. Quick little review. Fostering is when we encourage or promote the development of something which is typically good. Culture is basically our beliefs and behaviors of our company. It's basically who we are and how we act. And I always give an illustration of culture. If you're married, and you have uh, living in-laws and you go to their family for Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving and then you go to your family for Christmas and Thanksgiving, you know they're quite a bit different from each other. They do, they do certain things during Thanksgiving, maybe in a different order, and definitely Christmas, um, how presents are opened, um, does everybody get a present or do you choose, you know, draw names or how do you do that? So uh, different cultures, there's different cultures, there are different family cultures, there's different business cultures. So if you don't know, I always say, if you don't know what your culture is within your business, ask your team because they know. They see it, they hear it, they breathe it every single day. I've had a lot of business owners say, I really don't know what our culture is. I don't know if we have a culture. Oh, you got a culture. And if you want to know what your culture is, you just ask your team. They will tell you what kind of culture you have. They will describe it for you in detail. Okay. And lastly, innovation, which is what we're going to talk a lot about today. Um, innovation to me is just constantly foking, hmm, foking, constantly focusing on newness. Uh, constantly improving. It's the Japanese word kaizen, constantly improving for the better. And I always say it's getting better, faster, stronger. It's the, if you're, if you're above a certain age, you know, the $6 million man uh, was better, faster, stronger. And we want to make our business better, faster, stronger. So when I think of companies, maybe you've got a few companies coming to mind right now. When you, when you think about a very innovative company, um, I think of companies like Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Spotify, Tesla. And in my world of heating and air conditioning, I think of Gettle Air in Las Vegas. I, I uh, think of Isaac heating and air in New York, and I think of Atlas Butler heating and air in Columbus, uh, and there's a lot more companies that are very, very innovative, um, but they're, they're out there, and they all have one thing in common, and they all create a culture of innovation. It's on purpose. That's what they do. 
because most of you who uh, subscribe to this uh, podcast are in the service industry, and we won't be discussing much technology today. I mean, we're not developing technology. Uh, we're not manufacturing technology. Um, and most all of us, if you, regardless of what trade you're in, most all of us have access uh, to the same products. You know, years and years ago, when I first got into the industry, I just couldn't be a carrier dealer. If there were so many carrier dealers in my area, um, I was not allowed to be a carrier dealer. I had to go find another manufacturer uh, brand to sell. And uh, today, boy, it's whatever you want to be, you can be, and they don't care. There's no, there's no uh, number of dealers you could. If, I think carrier would be fine if every dealer was a carrier. But uh, I will say that um, I will say this about technology. If you are not offering the latest, greatest, high efficiency, indoor air quality, smart products, you're not going to be in business long. Because over the next, I would say over the next five, 10 years, you'll never make it. So, you either evolve or die. And that's a fact. Because things are changing very fast. Look how fast this thing changes. Fast. If you think our industry, whether you're in whatever home service industry you're in, it's changing fast. Things are happening fast. So are you up with technology? Why or why not? So here's some examples of culture of innovation. Here's some examples. A company who figures out how to serve the customer better and faster. That's innovation. This isn't rocket science, folks. Innovation is thinking differently than everyone else. Innovation is being better, faster, stronger than everyone else. So Definitely, you have to start with a customer first. You have to start with a customer because a company who figures out how to serve the customer better and faster is going to be the is going to be the top in his territory or her territory, and uh, they're going to be making things happen. And they're going to be number one. Um, companies that come out with a four day work week and they know how to make it happen and make it work. If you have, uh, if your company has an online estimator that actually gives an ins est uh, instant pricing to a customer, so I just, I was just googling today. I was just searching through a couple different companies, and I came across um, online estimator, and I and I opened it up, and it wanted all this information. It wanted my name, it wanted my email address, it wanted my address, it wanted my phone number only to contact me to get with me to schedule an estimate. That is not an online estimator, folks. An online estimator is where you punch in some data that it asks, what size home, all that kind of stuff. It gives you the size and it gives you a price, a window, typically. It gives you a window of price. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but most people who get on an online estimator and the customer is transparent about a window of price, the customer is more likely to do business with that company. Okay? So think about that. 
um, a company that impacts their community, a company that impacts their community is a, is a, uh, has a culture of innovation. Also, if they set expectations, if they have processes, have accountability, and they drive motivation, more than likely, they're fostering a culture of innovation. Because I want to talk about, I want to talk about those four real quick. Expectations. If your team, if your team does not know their expectations, they have no idea what you expect. Pretty simple, right? But they really don't. And I've said this before, but if you hire someone in new and you don't give them the proper training and expectations, they're only going to do what they did at their previous company. And you talk about a culture change, you haven't even, you haven't trained them in your culture, your way. We have the McAfee way. I went over that um, a few weeks ago, um, a few podcasts ago. We have the McAfee way of doing business. Toyota has a uh, Toyota way. When I was in the Marine Corps, we did it the Marine Corps way. Everybody has a way. Like I said, if you don't know your way, you need to ask uh, your employees because they will tell you. Processes. You've got to have processes in place. You've got to have systems, processes, systems. This is how we do things. This is how you do it. I don't care if it's a, um, a checkup. You've got to have a process of how to do a checkup. If it's answering the phone, you've got to have a process how to answer the phone, how to deal with a customer problem. If it's selling, you better have a process for selling. If you don't have a process for selling, your team is not going to be, your sales team's going to be very confused because they're all going to be selling different. I mean, no wonder they have different closing ratios in a lot of companies. I've interviewed some of the salespeople and I've noticed that they don't, they don't have the same systems. And you go, well, they shouldn't. They should, you know, what do what works for them. No, I totally disagree. You need a system. Now they can tweak it and give their lean to it. But the system is the system. And this is how we do it. All the way down to the close. And then accountability. You can have great expectations and you can have great processes. But if you're not inspecting what you expect, it's not going to happen. And uh, you've got to hold people accountable. You've got to meet with them often. You've got to do metrics, reports. You've got to follow up with them and make sure they're doing what you expect and they're doing the process correctly. You say that's a lot of that takes a lot of time. You better believe it. It takes a lot of time to have a successful business. It doesn't come easy. You don't just we we can't just put a shingle out and hire people, put them in a truck and make a lot of money, make a lot of profit or or even even create um attract a lot of customers. That's just not how it works. It takes a lot of work. Takes, it takes an awful lot of work. And that's why I spoke last week about raising your prices. You need to charge accordingly for the work and time that's put into this thing. Because there's a lot of. And lastly, motivation. I mean, you're the motivational driver. If you're the, com- if you're the owner of the company, if you're a CEO, a president, um, a leader. If you're the leader of the company, you're the driver of motivation and it'll trickle down. People will be more motivated if you're motivated, but you've got to have motivation. It drives everything. 
So how can you, um, how can we become more innovative? Well, you, you probably have some ideas, but here's, here's some more. Um, first of all, take time to think. Boy, that's uh, Harvey Firestone write, writes a lot about that in his book. Um, and he, he really talks about uh, get away and think. Um, I mentioned this before, but Harvey had around 40,000 employees by the time he was 42 years old. And he uh, was just constantly uh, thinking uh, and constantly uh, getting away. Um, his parents actually had a farm in Columbiana, Ohio, about three hours from Dayton here. And he would go to the farm and sit um, all weekend on the pond, uh, by the pond, fish maybe, I don't know, constantly thinking, what can we do differently? How can we be better? How can we be stronger? How can we be faster? Take time to think. And while you're thinking, get creative. Get those creative juices flowing. You say, I'm not too creative. You need to be creative. You need to figure out how to be creative. Buy, there's, awesome, there's some awesome books out there on creativity, how to be more creative in your small business. Look, look them up. Read them. Suggestion. Read them. And then you've got to have, uh, you've got to set goals. We have to set goals. I mean, I just... I'm not, I'm not, there's a lot of people in my audience that are much larger companies than we are, but I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't set goals. And I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't write the goals down. I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't look at the goals periodically. Um, so that's very important. Have and set goals. Talk to your team. Walk around a little bit. Get away from your office. Walk around a little bit. Do some impromptus. Talk to people. Find out what's going on in their life. Create some rapport among your own team. It, it does wonders. It helps them become more innovative. It really does. And then reward for suggestions. That's something else. I use Firestone a lot because I've read everything there is about them. I think I told you my grandfather retired 40 years service. My dad retired somewhere around 37 years service. And uh, I just read everything there is to know about Harvey Firestone, how he started Firestone Tire and Rubber Company and took it to just a huge, huge company in Akron, Ohio and owned all kinds of uh, rubber plantations around the world. But uh, on Firestone pencils, they used to give out these pencils and, and uh, years ago and it would have on the pencil was engraved the Firestone logo and on the other side of the pencil, it said cash for suggestions. So they were all about suggestions. Uh, you know, Harvey wanted thinkers. He wanted people thinking, how, how can we make our factories more efficient? How, how can we make our factories more safe? Um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly asking my team, what can we do better? What can we improve on? What are you, what are you having difficulties with? What needs to be easier? See, if you don't ask those kind of questions, you won't get any answers from that because people just go throughout their day and they do their job and it might be a little difficult in certain areas. So they either, they either do it and get it done or they complain about it and still get it done. So one way or another, you need to be asking those kind of questions uh, and reward for suggestions. Get a suggestion box. People can drop things in there. They don't have to sign it. 
I mean, it could be it could be a complaint or it could be an idea. Either way, either way is good. And then visit other companies. Uh, I have several people uh, who are on my schedule to visit my company and take a tour and just spend a little time with me. I go out and visit a lot of companies um, on a regular basis in a year. Uh, you know, at least at least I say a lot, at least two or three companies a year. I like to go out and visit and and get some ideas. It does not have to be your industry. I just uh, visited a couple years ago. I visited Beckett Burners, and uh, they have one heck of an organization. Lots of structure. Um, great company. And I learned a lot. I took pictures. I learned a lot there on how they do things. Training. Talk about this all the time. Training. We train to not just get it right, but to never get it wrong. We don't want to recall. We train, train, train. Whether it's soft skills, hard skills, technical skills, it doesn't matter. We're going to train. We're going to train a lot. And then have the atmosphere of teamwork. Your company needs to have that atmosphere, very team-oriented. I, I say this all the time in my company. There are no Lone Rangers. We're team-oriented. We can make a lot more happen uh, together than we can by ourselves. And that's my motto, and, and that's what we do. And then stay close to your customers. That's very important, too. If you can get out and visit other companies, if you can get out in your... Um, office or shop or field, ride with somebody. If you can get out and visit your employees, then you can get out and visit some customers. I just had uh, one of our comfort advisors tell me Friday that he sold a um, system to um, a Marine who was in uh, Korean War. He wants to meet me, so I'm going to put it on my schedule and make sure I get out there and meet this customer and thank him for his business. And then know your business climate. In order to um, be innovative and have a culture of innovation, you've got to know your business climate. I know where I know we are in the. Uh, if you're in the heating and air conditioning business, you're in the climate business. But you need you need to know your business climate, and you're the climate controller. Okay, you're the thermostat of your company. Think about that. You're in control of the climate, good or bad. It's 100% up to you. And then stay strong and stay focused. Stay strong and stay focused. Things go wrong. Things go bad. We fail. But stay strong and stay focused because your team needs you your customers need you, and your family needs you for sure. And then lastly on this, how to become more innovative, we have to foster it. We have to own it. We have to encourage and promote innovation and adaption. So if we don't adapt... If we come out with all this innovation and all these ideas and nobody adapts to it, it is completely worthless. Matter of fact, we've been guilty of that. We have 
initiated some really good change in our company and we kicked it off and it was going great, but nobody kept their foot on the pedal and nobody um, held people accountable to make sure it was happening and it trickled, it just slowly faded away. And we got to a time where I said, how's this working? And some of the people, some of the people at the table didn't even know what I was talking about. It had been that long since we had actually done it. That's sad. That happens all the time in companies. I don't like it happening in mine, but it does happen. If we don't keep our foot on the pedal, if we don't keep our hand on the pulse, and we don't hold people accountable, even our managers, to make sure these things are happening, they will fall off and they'll fade away. Okay, we, do, we also need to be asking questions. We need to ask ourselves questions. Like, what's my business missing? I, so I bring people in sometimes. I've been, I bring people in. I bring a coach in. I bring my board of advisors in. And I, and I, I let them scope out my operation. And then I say, what are we missing? What are we missing? And I'm, I'm really hoping they come up with something. It's not like I go, oh, you're not going to find anything here. I'm praying they find something here so we can constantly improve. We cannot improve if we are not told we need to change something or something's missing and we need to add it or tweak it. Another question is, what is a small business model of the future? And is mine ready to be there? That's a very important question. If you want to be around in the future, then that's a great question to ask. What is a small business model of the future look like? Is mine ready to be there? Is my business future ready? And what do I need to do to get there? That's very important. That's a great question. What do I need to do to get there? It might be upgrading your technology. It might be thinking different and bringing in, bringing in someone to run the place. That might sound funny, but that, that's, that might be what it's needed. It might need a new leader. You can still be owner. You can still be, you own it all, but you can hire someone to, that leads better than you. Sometimes, sometimes that is really needed. And that, that can change the whole culture and improve and sales will soar. It's happened before. Um, my friend Ken Goodrich is uh, the CEO of Gettle Air in Las Vegas, uh, doing hundreds of millions in sales in the residential market. And if he's the, he's the picture of picture child for uh, innovation. He really is. And uh, he's constantly asking other leaders, what's tomorrow look like in our industry? What's it look like? What's going what's gonna to change? What's going to be completely different? What are we going to have to stop doing tomorrow? Those are qu great questions. They really are. If you're the owner or the leader of your company, you are the futurist. I read a lot of books on futurists. There's different futurists that I read about and they're they're giving their they're giving their opinions based on facts <clears throat> where where are we going? Where are we going in the next 5, 10, 20 years? 
I really enjoy reading that. It motivates me. I want to know. I want to be ready. Wrapping this up, and I hope this helped. I hope this helped you think about being more inventive, innovative rather. I hope this helped you um, create a culture of innovation within your company because your team is going to appreciate it if you're going to now kick that off and say, hey, I want to be more innovative in my company and I want, my, I want to have more teamwork. I want to have more of these things we talked about today. So wrapping this up, John F. Kennedy said it best when he said, those who only look to the past and the present are certain to miss the future. And you know when he said this, it had to be the late 50s or early 60s. Um, those who only look to the past and the present are certainly going to miss the future. I don't want you to miss the future, folks. There's companies that go out of business every day because they don't adapt. They don't overcome. They're not thinking. They're not being creative. They're not depending on their team. They're thinking what got them there will keep them there, and that's not how it works. So let's start thinking differently about innovation and where we need to be, and that will help all of us. So before we wrap it up, oh, by the way, if you read my book, <laughs> uh, if you read my book, my little book, Build and Grow Your HVAC Business, How I Turned $274 into a Multi-Million Dollar Company. There's two chapters in here. One is Be Innovative. It's chapter six. And chapter, chapter eight is Be Disruptive. It's two things I talked about today. Mostly be innovative, but there's also something called a disruptive innovation. And real quick, in business, a disruptive innovation is an innovation that creates a new market and value network and eventually disrupts an existing market and value network, displacing established market-leading firms, products, and alliances. So we've tried to be more about innovation and disruptions. I want to disrupt my industry here locally to where they just can't keep up with me and they can't change fast enough. Makes sense? So far it's working. So before we wrap up, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. Uh, you can also support this podcast by rating uh, and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because this kind of stuff here, according to you, helps you think differently, sleep better at night, and grow your business. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces and no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week when we talk more about improving your skill of leadership. It's, it's so important. Improving your skill of leadership. 
Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on and have a great day.